Greetings, folks. Welcome to our Finishing Well podcast, podcast of Finishing Well Ministries. If you are 65 or older, we welcome you as a part of our senior generation uh, that we hope are listening. And if you're younger than that, guess what? We welcome you just as much. Whether older or younger, this is the spot where we discuss how we can all live our lives in, in a finishing well manner. So uh, we hope you will tune in and think through how you can live your life with purpose. I'm Randy Hess, and I'm pleased to be here with Hal Habaker, the founder of Finishing Well Ministries, and um, enjoy this day today, the day that the Lord has made. How are you, Hal? I'm doing great, Randy. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it and grow <laughs> in it. There you go. We're going to grow today, aren't we? We are. We are. So we're going to continue our discussion on growth. The first pillar of finishing well, growing, connecting, caring, investing, being available and planning ahead, those six. And we want to keep drilling down on those as we launch into the year 2022. Uh, in our past last podcast, we talked about the importance of growth in a positive way. What does God expect of us? So in the minutes that follow, I want to think about the hardships of life and how life in some ways, and even our enemy, the devil, keeps us from growing as Christians. Uh, we talked just briefly about how Jesus learned obedience from what he suffered. And one of the things about growth is there are always challenges. There are hardships in it. I mean, wherever you are, I mean, learning to feed an infant, even learning how to breastfeed the first couple of days, learning how to spoon feed, learning how to walk. I mean, how many times does a kid have to fall before he can walk or she can walk? I mean, there are illustrations all throughout life of hardships of learning. Uh, I want to read a quote to begin this discussion. It's from uh, a saint, uh, Francis Fenelon. He's written a book on this. And I'm just going to read it very slowly. He says, there is no growth without challenge. And there's no challenge without change. As we get older, many resist change, forgetting that without the challenge of change, we're in danger of deteriorating physically, mentally, and spiritually. Embrace the difficulties. Embrace the difficult circumstances you find yourself in, even when you feel they will overwhelm you. Allow God to mold you through the events he allows to enter your life. This will make you flexible towards the will of God. The events of life are like a furnace for the heart. All your impurities are melted and your old ways are lost. The intrusions that God sends you will no doubt upset your plans and oppose all that you want, but they will chase you towards God. This is a powerful quote that has really become etched in my life because there are challenges and obstacles and growth all over the place. You know, whether it's in my own relationship with Jesus, uh, my relationship with my wife, my relationship with kids, work my understanding, my body, the hardships that come, you, you, you name it, there are hardships that come in life. And my attitude towards change and growth in the midst of every one of those things that happen is a test. Do I want to grow? 
I was in a group setting just Wednesday night with a group of people in a local church here. And one of the the gentlemen uh, said at the end of the session, he thinks the reason we don't grow is because we don't want to. You know, we get to a season in our life and I, I don't want to grow. I don't want to push through the hardships. I don't want to understand a greater sense of what God's purpose is for me and what that means for me personally and my relationship with him or even with others. And then a couple of illustrations here from uh, quotes from uh, people I've gathered through the years. And Randy, let's, uh, let's sit back and we can just interact with these before we go further. Uh, Lewis Berry Chafer, the founder and president of Dallas Seminary, where I attended. <laughs> saying to students, when you stop studying, you're dead. You know, th- that's true in my own personal life. Uh, do I want to keep reading the scriptures and growing in my relationship with Jesus? It takes time. He says, when you stop studying, you're dead. Howard Hendricks said, when your memories are more exciting than your dreams, you've begun to die. So what are you thinking about? What are you dreaming towards? Uh, Bill Gaither from Gaither Music says, you never get old until your regrets take the place of your dreams. Henry Ford, the great inventor, anyone who stops learning is old, whether at 20 or 80. Anyone who keeps learning stays young. Just powerful illustrations. Uh, Mary Louise Rowan says the future belongs to the learning, not to the learned. And then the great philosopher, psychologist, uh, psychologist Eric Hoffer has a wonderful statement. In times of in times of change, learners inherit the earth, while the learned find themselves beautifully equipped to deal with a world that no longer exists. <laughs> I love that. I think about older people in technology. One of the things that we have a hard time growing is is the latest technology. We ask, I I ask our grandkids to teach me how to use my phone better or to solve my computer problems. You know, and I, I, am I learning or am I, have I learned and I'm not, I'm no longer equipped to live in this world. So those are some illustrations to start this discussion, Randy. It's uh you know, there's lots of ways to maybe uh, assume I know it all already because I've been through so so much or I've lived so long, maybe, or I've done all my studies. Uh, I've, let's face it, this is not my first rodeo. It's not my second or third rodeo. I've been around. Okay. And having been around the horn, I think I know enough to get by. That would be my, I mean, I think there's a, uh, and I'm not even criticizing here. I'm trying not to. I'm just saying, I think there's a mindset out there, Hal. Let's just call it an assumption, not a decision, but an assumption that um, I think I've learned enough. I think I've done enough. I think I can just set R, maybe, maybe, maybe do other things besides just sitting, but basically I can just tune out a little bit from, from people like you and me or other people who are, are, are calling us to, to think through something else, to think through things more carefully to think through things that I already know in a different way. What? Get out of here. I don't need that. 
Thank you very much. Goodbye. Don't let the door hit you. Anyway, I think there's a lot of assumptions that I already know enough. And I guess I'm going to, I am going to point the finger a little bit at people like me, my age. We're both seniors, Hal. We're in our 70s. We, we feel like we've earned, if you will, a certain status, stature out there by, by being able to, to be around right now, but also by having survived and uh, made our way through life in whatever way we've done it. So isn't that good enough? Thank you very much. That's the problem. I think it's one of the strategies Satan has. <laughs> you know, you don't need to grow anymore. Um, I've arrived. Of course, Jesus wants me to keep growing. Uh, as you talk, I mean, my mind was run a thousand ways, and we could pursue this in hundreds of different ways. But, you know, a huge one for me, uh, I'll give you two illustrations. We could bounce off these in either way. One is living in a world of COVID. You know, do... What is my position on COVID and how do I respond? How do I help the church who's in this? How do I help different generations who see the world differently? Younger people generally have a different uh, response in thinking about COVID than older people. You know, do I live in COVID with respect to a sense of fear? And do I hunker down? Do I live wisely and think about the choices and still venture out and figure out new ways to connect with people? Like, for example, if I'm hesitant to go out and the best way to connect is Zoom, do I reach a point where I say, I'm tired of Zoom? I don't want to Zoom anymore. I'm burnt out. On Zoom. Well, how are you going to continue to reach out? How are you going to continue to relate? How are you going to continue to deal with your fear? How are you going to pray? Are you going to attend church? Are you going to, or are you going to, they say 20% of church members have stopped going to church because of COVID. You know, so you may stop going to church, but God doesn't want us to stop interacting with other people. So how are you going to do it now? How are you going to grow? Now, the other illustration that comes to me as a parent, as a grandparent, you know, generations are different. Our children, our adult children don't think about the world in exactly the same way I think about it. And they are growing up in an entirely different world. You know, you look at how your adult kids discipline or how they think or what, what the decisions they're making. And you're thinking in your own mind, golly, didn't I train them better, maybe? <laughs> or why are they the way they are? I may lament the changes. You know, we're living with grandkids who are growing up in a world technologically, which is so different than the way I grew up as a kid 70 years ago. You know, there are differences, and I, I need to ask myself, do I want to grow in those differences to be able to interact with my adult kids and pray together and think together about the world they live in and then do that even to the next generation with where my grandkids are? I mean, do I want to grow or do I want to say, I don't want to engage that world? I mean, I'm going to let my kids do the way they want to do it, and I'm going to sit back. How do we engage or do these differences disengage us from growing personally or growing relationally? I'm, I just think it's a hard thing to do. It's, it, you know, what does it require, Al, for somebody to 
recognize, first of all, and then begin to overcome their own obstacles. What does that take? Doesn't it take prayer? Doesn't it take a willingness to be open? A willingness to listen to the Lord? To tune in the Holy Spirit? What is it? It's not that uh, you and I are preaching we know more than they do about their own life. We don't. Wouldn't begin to try. But we do see a lot of people, and you see, you're venturing out quite a bit. You're in amongst groups and crowds, I'd say, uh, if not every day of the week, nearly every day. And uh, I, am, I see quite a few myself. And I, I just think that we hear enough to hear that many, many people uh, would question strongly why I need to do more right now or why I need to do anything different right now. They're very happy and satisfied. Thank you very much with where they are, um, where they, how they've gotten there, uh, where they, where, how they've got themselves set up. They're also very maybe not happy, but uh, resigned maybe to the bitterness and the anger and laziness and the selfishness that, that they, that they exhibit They're you know, they're, they're resigned to it. They're just saying, Hey, that's just me. And uh, you know, don't be talking to me about, about anything else. Uh, I'll deal with it. So our purpose is to share that we, do, we love you and we, we would love to help you unstick yourself. We're not going to unstick you. You're going to have to do it with the Lord's help. But we would love to share that that might be possible for you because we've seen it over and over, haven't we? When people yeah. say, you know what? I, I, I did think I had myself all lined up pretty good at my, at my late age. And you know what? I, I haven't lined things up the way I should. I haven't opened communication the way I should. I haven't opened relationships the way I, way I want to and the way I, I need to. And so we've heard those stories too, haven't we? Over and over that I, I can do more. I can do more. Thank you very much. You've given me the, not only have you inspired me a little bit, but you've given me the permission, if you will, to go ahead and, 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 and do what I wanted to do, to do the direct, to go ahead and act out the direction I was leaning, but I was just leaning before I wasn't acting. Now I'm going to act. And we've seen plenty of that, haven't we? With yes. people. People do do grasp it when they when they really take time and contemplate how they're living their life right now, whatever age they are. But I'm talking primarily seniors. They do contemplate and they do get it. You know, I'll I'll, 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 I'll let me stop, Hal. But I want to mention one more thing. I think I have a personal philosophy. I've talked to you about it. 
that roughly speaking, and it's a very, very broad statement. So uh, obviously there's lots of you know, inaccuracy in it. But the first third of our life, roughly, is about IQ. It's about growing in my knowledge, growing in my understanding of how things get done, how things connect, how things work in this world. I think the second third, though, just in my book, is about EQ, which is the emotional quotient of my life, which is understanding how to be a better husband, father, because often I'm a father in my second, third, uh, friend to other people, get along at work, work well with others. If I don't have a good EQ, boy, I, I have a very difficult limiting time in almost any job situation. And so I, I want to work on that. And I, I discover that I need to. I might be the smartest guy in the world with a great IQ, but if I can't work well with others, so to speak, in the sandbox, it doesn't do me any good. So I, I learn EQ. I think the last third is about grace, frankly, how, and that's my grace quotient, GQ. <laughs> and we have talked about that being a growth quotient too. But my grace quotient is about me understanding and, and needing to understand and continuing to grow in how I use grace or don't use grace. How much grace has been given to me that I didn't get before, and now I'm seeing it. How much grace can I show other people? I don't need those bitter, anger, angry thoughts about someone. I need to forgive them and move on. I need to show more love and move on. But I don't need the bitterness and the you know all the things that prevent me kind of in a selfish way, from growing into my final chapter. And, and, and so I think the grace, if you will, quotient is critical for seniors to, to grasp. And hardly any of us master that. We just, we have to keep growing and understanding that. If we don't grow in understanding how we've been given grace and how we can give grace back, we're going to miss the boat. Well, I can't agree with you more, Randy. I mean, I think of older people, my people I know that have the challenge of living with hurt feelings from past experiences. Uh, think of people who live with a sense of bitterness and continued anger. Uh, they live because of those things. They live in isolation. They're, they're more into their own feelings. And, and when you first, when we first started to reflect on this, the first thing came to my mind, and you mentioned it, is the ability to listen, the ability to listen to God. What is he saying about your circumstances and what you're feeling? What is he saying about living in a narcissistic society where all the world is about me and I don't need to engage anybody? Yep. You know, to heck with those people. I'm going to, I've decided how I'm going to live and that's it. Well, I listen, will I listen to my adult kids? Will I listen to my grandkids? Will I listen to other people in the church who have different opinions about COVID than I do? Will, will I, am I interested? Am I dealing with stuff in my own life? Or do I say, you know, I think I've arrived and I'm entitled to my opinion and to heck with the rest of the world. Yep. That's certainly not Jesus. 
you know, that, that's certainly not how he thinks about me. I would think just the, the basic discipleship principle, if anyone wishes to follow me, let him deny himself his own way of looking at the world, take up his cross, the things that are hard for you, and follow me and continue to learn and grow during these challenging seasons of life whether they come through your health, whether they come to your marriage, whether they come to your adult kids, whether they come to your grandkids, whether they come to politics in Washington, D.C., or whatever it is, what is God saying to me, and am I listening? Boy, that's so true, Al. That's it, isn't it? Well, and then I think of Peter, 2 Peter 3.18, where he said at the end of his life, it fits your great grace quotient, Randy, but grow in the grace. Am I experiencing the grace of God as I think about myself and where I am spiritually and how God thinks about me and how I think about my relationships with other people and what he wants to do in my life through them? Do I really care? Do I really engage? Yeah, I think there's some things that get in our way, so it's difficult. So well, what we are, we're in the business, though, you and I are in the business of telling people based on our experience and based on what we've observed, that guess what? It, you can overcome it. It's pretty easy. You do just turn it over to the Lord. You tune in. You tune in. You have to be willing to do that. And maybe that's impossible. But if it's not impossible for you, uh, I think we would we would just simply say that you can get back into the learning growing stage of of who you used to be by praying about it, by asking for help, maybe by talking about it with other people even. And, uh, and maybe for some of you, hey, if you get a chance, come to a Finishing Well course or class somewhere. Um, I think you'd get a kick out of it or join one online when, whenever – you can, and I think you'll 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 see. We're not about changing your life and turning it upside down. We're about honoring your life. We're about honoring who you are. You've made it to sixty-five, or you made it to seventy-five, which is, by the way, how sixty-five is about nine percent of the world's population. Seventy-five is about three and a half, or three point four. You know, boy, talk about God honoring people. That's think about that. Anyway, that you've made it there. What is it that he had? Well, why has he done that for me? Why? I should be interested in that and not assume I already know. Um, good thoughts, Randy. Uh, we need to wrap this up. Um, what comes to my mind as I think about this, listening to other people speak into our lives. It really is our second essential connecting with others, but I think of Hebrews 10, 24, and 25, let us consider one another to provoke or to stimulate each other to love and good deeds, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together or not forsaking core friendships that are that God is using to move us from one place to another to help us grow, but so much more as the day draws near. You know, there's nothing to replace. I mean, just I just think about you, Randy. How many conversations have we had over the last 10 years about whatever? Yep. I mean, you inspire me and you challenge me and you think I'm a different person because of my relationship with you. I'm a different person because I listen. I mean, we are different. I might say vice versa, Hal. Well, thank you. 
But let's continue to press through and keep growing. I think it's what God has for us here. That's our first essential. I want to grow. I want to grow through the the challenges of life. I don't ever want to get to a place where I stop listening to God, stop listening to my wife, stop listening to you, stop listening to others. And I want to seek the intentional purpose why God has me here. That's Psalm 118, 24. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and grow in it. Amen? Amen. Well, I hope we've encouraged you to grow uh, during this session, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. If you got thoughts, uh, write us. Uh, check out our other podcast at finishingwellministries.org forward slash podcast. And uh, let's keep spreading the word and encouraging each other during this elderhood season of life to maximize why God has us here and what his purpose is for our lives. Thanks, Randy, for a great day. 